Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue, and we're coming to you from the campus of Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Hurricane Dorian devastated the Bahamas, leaving thousands homeless, missing or dead, and others without food or clean drinking water. A native of the Bahamas, senior actuarial science major Denario DeVoe is with us today to discuss his homeland and what it's like to be so far from home in such a tragic situation. On a brighter note, DeVoe is able to attend MTSU because he is the recipient of the first ever Atlantic Medical Insurance and Security and General Scholarship, and we'll talk about that as well after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. Two grant-funded projects recently concluded by MTSU's Center for Health and Human Services will enhance the well-being and education of Tennessee children across the state. With money from the Tennessee Department of Children's Services, the center has produced an all-children excelling toolkit for educating future professionals about adverse childhood experiences. ACEs, as they are called, are traumatic events that children experience before they turn 18. These can include divorce, incarceration, domestic abuse, substance abuse, and parental mental illness. The toolkit provides faculty and higher education with materials to help their students identify, address, and mitigate the physical and mental aspects of ACEs. MTSU already has integrated the toolkit into seven different programs and departments across campus, and there's potential to introduce it to other campus disciplines. Its creators want to reach as many future professionals as possible, including those who traditionally do not cover ACEs in their curricula. During the 2017-2018 academic year, the Center for Health and Human Services, along with the MTSU Center for Physical Activity and Health in Youth, conducted a pilot after-school physical activity program using SPARC, the evidence-based curriculum. The U.S. Department of Education has described SPARC, which stands for Sports, Play, and Recreation for Kids, as an exemplary program. Since its inception in 1989, SPARC has provided participating schools with curricula, on-site teacher training, ongoing technical support, and content-matched equipment. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Denario, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. What communication have you had, if any, with your loved ones in the Bahamas? So I was able to keep in contact with my loved ones because my family are staying on um, Nassau. They're living on Nassau. So um, I didn't lose contact with them at all. But we have seven Bahamians who who families were um, either staying on Mashaba Abaco or Freeport Ramahama. And then they rather said that kind of lost communication. So I didn't lose communication with my family. Okay. So you kept in touch with them by the usual means. You could phone them. You could Skype. They didn't have any downed uh, lines of communication at all. Well, technically, I guess you can say yes, because at some time during the day, um, current ran off, so electricity ran out. and I wasn't able to talk to them for a couple hours, but when it came back on, I was able to speak to them again. So you were in a better situation that way with than a lot of people were. Yes, because the hurricane didn't really cover Nassau. So Nassau only received um, like rain and wind, whereas mm-hmm. the other islands, um, Mashaba, Abaco, and Freeport, Ramahama, they actually experienced the hurricane. Was there any damage to your parents' house? No, ma'am. Okay. What have they told you about conditions where they live? 
and and what they have heard and what they have experienced with regard to what's happened to other people in the in the nation. What they've heard was horrible. It was just heartbreaking to hear. And then even in addition to what they've heard, um, I ran on social media, Facebook, and I was seeing all the updates and what's going on. People lost every single thing. Like people lost their loved ones. They lost homes. They lost jobs, cars. It was like everything was taken away from them. We've uh, seen some of the uh, video uh, and live coverage on cable news networks in this country. What is it like for you to be here under these circumstances? I mean, does it make you want to go home and try to do something to help? Or does it make you glad you're here? Or does it make you homesick? How do you feel? It makes me want to go home because I just feel like being here, all I can do is pray for the best and just stay on social media and I guess say, okay, um, like if they said this person's missing, what's the update on this person? Or if this person um is injured, is they better yet? Well, well, not better yet, but but were they able to get help? So it just make me feel kind of useless, but then at the same time, just I guess useless. Sad, <laughs> yes. Is there anything you can do here, or you're trying to do here to help? Yes. So, well, um, the Bohemian Student Organization we we started a relief, well, a clothing drive. So right now we're accepting clothes in well condition that we can send to those affected back home. And how do they get in touch with you? How do people here get in touch with you if they have clothes they want to donate? Um, they can, I guess, text me. Or not. Can I say my number? Sure, if you want to. 615-602-2888. And also, the Bohemian Student Organization has an Instagram page, and that's MTSUBSO. Okay. Uh, have you spoken? To what extent have you spoken with others from the, the Bahamas who are here? Do you all meet uh, periodically, or do you just keep in touch by text, or what? I would say both. We all met by President McAfee House, mm -hmm. and we're able to talk and discuss stuff. Having a president of the university who is a fellow Bahamian who suffered a loss in his own family must be comforting. Yes, sir. To know that someone come from the same background as we do, so we're able to relate or connect. He flew down to one of the islands, and then they donated tons of supplies. So that was where, that was um, hard work. That, that was, I guess I would say, it was just amazing. Uh, can you concentrate on your studies? I'm trying to. I'm trying to, like, trying to put on the phone and focus and not just be so, what's happening now? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, some of those professors, they'll get on your case if you're on your phone when you're in class. You know that, right? Yes, Mom. Well, we'll take a break right here, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. The Army ROTC College Program at MTSU prepares students mentally, physically, and emotionally to become leaders and promotes virtues of duty, honor, country. ROTC cadets are involved in all academic disciplines, athletics, and student organizations at MTSU. Full scholarships and tuition assistance are awarded based on merit. All cadets upon graduation will serve their country as second lieutenants either in the Army, Army Reserve, or Army National Guard. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. Terra wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. 
Many MTSU faculty belong to Terra, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. We're talking with Denario DeVoe, who is a senior actuarial science major from Nassau in the Bahamas. And we're talking about uh, what it's like to be here uh, after Hurricane Dorian blew through and created catastrophe uh, in his homeland. This isn't the uh, first hurricane the Bahamas have suffered. Would you say it's the worst? Definitely. We're no stranger to hurricanes, but I don't think no one could have prepared for the tragedy that this hurricane caused. What can you tell me about the, your government? Uh, since they know that they're in the path of hurricanes all the time, how well prepared are they to deal with situations like this? Um, um, we do have shelters, so I guess they are prepared but I don't think they're prepared um, for hurricanes such as this one. So I hope that this be a wake-up call in the sense that they, I guess, if this was to happen again, they would have better policies and procedures put in place to prevent such damage or tragedy from happening. Because there are people who, as I said before, don't even have clean drinking water right now. Yes, ma'am. When you were growing up in the Bahamas, since you knew you were potentially in the path of hurricanes, uh, what was it like growing up with that knowledge? I mean, did you and your parents have any drills or did they make you go through any kind of a drill at school? What was it like being a kid knowing that uh, and getting the word that a hurricane was on the way? So when we would hear that hurricane is on the way, the first thing we would do, we would, I guess, cover our windows and make sure that the yard is protected, that if something was to fly, like a bird was to fly during a hurricane, the house would be protected, cars were safe, and then you would know that you you would need to stock up on food because you won't be, you won't be able to go outside for a few days. But it was never nothing, I guess, no serious precautions because we've never experienced a hurricane this bad before. So you and the other kids were not necessarily frightened when you had to take cover or when they told you to, you know, all huddle together in one room or whatever they told you to do? No, mom. No. It was just part of the way things were. Yes, mom. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is bound to be devastating for the Bahamas in another way because it depends so much upon tourism. The beaches and the ocean are, are beautiful and people from the United States and Europe go there all the time and spend money just to get away from it all. What is this going to do to your economy? What I do believe that people um, do not know is that the Bahamas is made up of 700 islands and keys, and only two islands were really affected. Mm -hmm. And I would also encourage them to come now if they've never been, because this is time we really need tourism to boom, mm -hmm. to bounce back. So, yeah. yeah. Just go to those areas that were relatively unaffected yes, because the Bahamas is still open for business is what you're Definitely. saying. Definitely. Yes, ma'am. So please come. Is this the usually the busy season for tourism there or is it the off season? Uh, when do most tourists come into the islands? I would say during the summer. Mm -hmm. So we're we're right at the tail end of the busy season. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So if you come in the off season, you might get some lower prices. You won a scholarship 
Atlantic Medical Insurance and Security and General Scholarship. It's never been given before now. You're the very first recipient. So since that's the case, how did you find out about it? Actually, I found out about a scholarship through my sister. I was over here. So I was at school. Um, she told me about it in May, and she was, and she said, you should apply. You have nothing to lose. So I applied, and then I went home in June. The next week, I got a call saying I made it to the interview interview process. And the next week, I um, ran and did the interview. And then the following week, I was told I got the scholarship. So it felt amazing. Is this a Bahamian business? Yes, ma'am. Oh. But technically, Atlantic Medical and Security General, um, they are part of Colonial Group, which is a Caribbean insurance company, okay. group of companies. Okay. And here you are a senior. You're almost through, but uh, I guess you, you, do you have you incurred some debts that you're going to need to pay off? So technically, how the scholarship works is up to $25,000. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Up to $25,000. So you don't really know how much you ultimately will receive? Is that the um, way it works? What they're doing is that they're paying my balance. <laughs> so I do have a scholarship from the school. And then after that's paid, the balance is covered by the scholarship I received. So I wouldn't have nothing to pay. Oh, that's great. You're going to graduate debt-free. Yes, ma'am. As you said, you had to be interviewed by a selection panel to receive the scholarship. What was that like? Were you nervous? Definitely were, was nervous. But um, I would say during the middle and the end of the pod, I got relaxed. And it just felt like I was talking to mm -hmm. people and not really an interview. Having a conversation, yeah. How many people? There were five people in the room. Okay. And uh, you go in there and you think, oh, my God, this is like meet the press, right? I'm yes, gonna... <laughs> uh, five persons. Yes. Uh, were they all from the company? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, you've also been a recipient of the Urban Entertainment Academic Award. What is that? So... Urban Entertainment, well, the Urban Entertainment is a group of students, I would say black students. And well, in February, their goal was to celebrate black, black excellence. So they had, they hosted their very first award show and they had different categories. And I was nominated for the Academic Prestige Award. And I submitted documents that ran before a panel. I didn't do an interview mm -hmm. and I attended the award show and then I found out that I was the winner of the award. Was that here on campus? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Any money associated with that? No, uh, just an award. Okay. What are, are you an entertainer as well? Not at all. <laughs> you don't sing, dance, play an instrument, none of that. Sadly, I don't. <laughs> Why did you choose actuarial science for your major? Growing up, I was always infatuated with mathematics, but I didn't want to become a math teacher, and I didn't want to become an accountant. Actually, doing... Um, one of my summer internship, I was telling that I was telling a lady that exact same thing, and she was like, "Have you heard about actuary science?" And I was like, "No, what's that?" She told me I went and did some research, and I realized that um, my country lacked this very special skill, and my country is still a developing country. So if it wants to develop or grow, it has to incur our risk, and that's exactly what an actuary does. Mm -hmm. So I figured it would be an impactful um, profession to go into. You mean outside of this? Caribbean cartel of insurance companies, there aren't really that many independent insurance companies in the Bahamas? There are a few. There are a few, but not much. Would you care to practice your trade there or here? Well, my plan right now is to 
I guess, gain as much experience I can um, get while I'm here and then go back home and share those knowledge and experience with others. Will you want to uh, stay here and get uh, an advanced degree or are you going to uh, uh, just get the bachelor's and then go into the workforce? So the goal the goal for me is to um, pass all the actuary exams. There are 10 actuary exams to become a certified actuary, but I'd also want to get a master's. Yeah. Uh, and your minor is insurance. So you would like to work in the insurance industry? Yes, ma'am. Okay. That uh, business uses actuarial science more than any other, doesn't it? Definitely. And uh, actuarial tables have been something of a mystery to me. They have to do with risk and they, they're based on statistics. But uh, when I was a teenager, I, uh, I always wondered why it was harder for my brother to get insurance than me. And the reason is when you crunch the numbers that teenage boys have more wrecks yes, than teenage uh, girls. Uh, yes. And then when you look at life insurance, with, so when you look at life insurance, they would charge guys more than women because mm -hmm. they believe that guys, I guess, die earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. gender plays a role also. Yeah. Is, is is actuarial science fair? I mean, is it totally unprejudiced against people on the basis of race, gender, uh, income, all of that? Is it just totally numbers, or are there some other factors thrown in? Mm, I would say there, are, yeah, there are factors um, thrown in. Like for example, they would have to like, I guess, if you. Uh, insuring your house so the actuary would need to know okay where's the house located is it around water what type of roof does it have um are you using wood so a lot of factors come into play that help the actuaries to i guess determine what kind of risk it is and how should they cover this risk we'll take another break here we'll return in just a moment this is mtsu on the record the Middle East-centered MTSU seeks to promote greater understanding of the politics, history, and culture of this vitally important region of the world. Its mission includes the promotion of outreach programs and faculty research. The center sponsors lectures by Middle East experts and scholarly exchanges. We're especially pleased to offer a new interdisciplinary minor in Middle East studies with courses in Arabic and Hebrew. This is Dr. Alan Hibbard, Center Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Middle Tennessee State University Women's Studies Research Series features compelling monthly talks on gender-related topics by faculty and graduate students. The series offers a chance to learn about research in progress and to chat with faculty in an informal setting. All lectures are free and open to the public and are held on the MTSU campus. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. Denario DeVoe is our guest. He's a senior actuarial science major who has received uh, the first ever Atlantic Medical Insurance and Security and General Scholarship, and he's also from uh, the Bahamas. Uh, after Hurricane Katrina, we heard horror stories about how some people in the New Orleans area were either taken advantage of by shysters or uh, some of the insurance companies were dragging their feet about uh, paying off on some of the claims of people who had lost everything. What do you think the situation is going to be when people file their insurance claims in the Bahamas in the wake of Hurricane Dorian? 
Well, this summer I worked at those two companies, Atlantic Medical and Security and Security in general. Mm-hmm. And they're known for, I guess, um turning over claims within seven days. So pretty so pretty fast time. So I don't think that would be the case for those in the Bahamas. I, I believe that insurance companies will get the job done and fulfill the obligations. The, it's sort of a complaint against insurance companies in general, at least in, in this country, is that they, they, they claim to be compassionate and everything, but in the event of some policyholders who've been paying in for years and years and years, it just seems like they, they, they don't get their money in a timely manner or enough to help them in and but you you think that uh, folks in the Bahamas will be made whole in a, an, a timely manner, the people who have lost everything? I definitely think so. Mm. Uh, is, uh, is the risk higher? Are the pro- policies, are the premiums higher in the Bahamas because it is in the path of so much bad weather? Mm. Well, I didn't compare, I guess, risks. Well, um, the premium of those in companies in the Bahamas to the U.S., but I would say that I think it's a fairly general, well, competitive rate against all those insurance companies in the Bahamas mm-hmm. and in the Caribbean because, there, I mean, insurance companies, they cannot charge you too high because mm-hmm. then, you know, people won't come to enough for business where um they will go to other insurance companies. So I guess I'll say it's a very competitive rate. Is is insurance mandatory in the Bahamas? I mean, is there a law that says you have to have, say, car insurance or something like that? Yes. Because we have those laws here. Yes, there's a law that you must have car insurance in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And what about people who couldn't afford insurance at all? Uh, are they going to be made whole? Because uh, that I suspect that there are more poor people were affected by this, low-income people, than there are people who are middle class. Mm-hmm. We, we have been receiving tons of donations, tons of help from countries and people all over the world. So those that, those that weren't, I guess, insured, mm-hmm. uh, those that didn't insure their house, cars, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. I believe that they also will be made whole as the government will help them um, get back. Do people who can afford it have flood insurance? Do they think that's important to buy? In the Bahamas? In the Bahamas. I'm not sure exactly if people typically purchase flood insurance Mm -hmm. in the Bahamas. But if I was, well, if I had to guess, I I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think people would usually purchase flood insurance Mm -hmm. in the Bahamas. Okay. Uh, With your actuarial science degree, would you prefer to work behind the scenes or for an insurance company, or would you rather be an insurance agent? I would definitely say behind the scenes. scenes. Mm -hmm. Actuaries are usually, I guess, behind the scenes in the Mm -hmm. office, not too much human interaction, just Mm -hmm. punching in numbers. I would say that's definitely me. Mm-hmm. Yes, more of an introvert. Mm. And uh, but you, what you would be doing would be to create the kinds of statistics on which the insurance company would base the prices they charge for their services. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Where does an actuarial scientist obtain those statistics? Where Where do you get your facts in order to uh, process the information? I would say the actuaries get their facts from previous events. So they would, I guess, so let's just say someone um, 
someone's car got damaged and now it's time to pay off the claim. So um, the insurance company companies will need to know, okay, how should they base their price? I guess actuaries should look back to previous years, okay, what kind of car is this? What did we do in that situation when we had a car of the same model of the same year? The, what kind of damage? Was it a rear end damage? Yeah, windshield damage. So I would say they use past events. How far back do you go? How far back is too back to go uh, when you're responding to a current event? Mm, I'm not sure how far back would be too far back to mm -hmm. go, but I don't think you would want to go too far back because, you know, as the years progress, things do change and mm -hmm. prices goes up and you might not be able to charge $500, but you might have been able to charge $500 back then, but that might not be the case right now. Mm -hmm. So all those factors have to be taken into consideration. Do you think that you might want to work for this particular company since you said you were an intern and you have won a scholarship from them? Atlantic Medical, I mean. I don't think I'll have a problem working there. I enjoyed my stay there this mm -hmm. summer. And you like working in an office environment. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So actuarial science is uh, sort of a, a, a unique occupation. I mean, it's... Uh, are is it popular uh from what you can tell uh i mean do a lot of people your age know about it millennials i mean no, no not a lot really of people knows when people ask what i'm studying what i want to be and i said actuary science actuary the next question is what is that were people surprised that you chose that particular profession yes Okay. Why Why do you think they were surprised? I would say they were surprised because actuary, it, actuary is a difficult profession in the sense that it requires so much studying and so much exams you have to pass just to become an actuary. Mm -hmm. And then nobody really likes math. Nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody really likes numbers. So, mm -hmm. yeah, people are surprised that, wow, like, why would you choose that degree or that profession? It's necessary, but it's not glamorous. But you don't care that it's not glamorous, right? No, ma'am. I enjoy mine. I love it. So what are your immediate plans for after graduation? Are you going to go straight from graduation into a master's degree or do you want to take a year off or do you want to go right into the workforce? What do you want to, how do you want to time it? Well, I haven't decided yet, but what I would like to do is to go straight into the workforce to get experience while take while um, passing my actual exams. And then once I receive or pass all my actual exams, I plan to go back to school and get my master's. It sounds like a, a great idea. We wish you well, and uh, I know you will do well because you've been on the dean's list a lot, and you have a great GPA, as good as it gets. Denario DeVoe, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back. The Tennessee Early Childhood Training Alliance, or TECTA, works to improve the quality of child care in Tennessee by establishing a statewide training and professional recognition system. Through TECTA, child care providers may be eligible for free orientation training, tuition support for early childhood academic courses, and networking opportunities, as well as other services. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Concrete Industry Management Program at MTSU fills the need for trained personnel who know concrete technology and techniques. Our alumni go into the marketplace grounded in basic math and science and able to promote products or services related to the industry. Our participation in the academic common market ensures talented students in other states a chance to enroll on an in-state tuition basis. This is Dr. Heather Brown, Director of the program. 
To find out more information on this or other university programs, visit mtsunews.com. Gina Fan has the middle moment. Historian Tara Westover, author of the New York Times bestseller Educated, has packed a lifetime of learning into the last decade. Her decision to seek a formal education away from her survivalist family earned her a doctorate at Cambridge and brought her to MTSU to speak at university convocation. You might fail an exam. You might do really badly on a paper. You might get your heart broken. And in those moments, it's going to be pretty tempting to return to old narratives, those old ideas that other people gave you about who you are and what you're worth, and then extrapolating from that what you're capable of. It'll be tempting to see your life as predetermined and as unchangeable. Don't mistake the middle of your story for the end. Every life has that moment of defeat, and you can't avoid it. All you can do is decide where that moment belongs in your story. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's Marketing and Communications Office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.